Simplified Chaos, Episode 5. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hey, hey, our wonderful listeners. This is Jillian, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? And our seven-month-old baby is with us again, Lucille. Lucille is back on the moon. (laughs) It's feeding time, and I'm hoping she gently drifts off into a nice little nap. But right now, she is wide-eyed and bushy-haired and just staring at us. (laughs) Yes, and eating away. Yes. Absolutely. So what are we getting into today, Jill? Today's topic is decluttering. Oh, another one of my favorites. Clutter, clutter, clutter. (laughs) Clutter, clutter, clutter. Yes. So today we are going to be diving into why we started to decluttering. Or why we started to declutter. Yeah. Grammar's hard sometimes. And I'm a teacher. Jeez. You're off. It's Saturday. I'm just modeling. We're recording on a Saturday. We all make mistakes, guys. Yes. (laughs) The initial steps that we took to declutter because we know it can be very overwhelming and super, super chaotic. How we let go of sentimental items, which is really difficult. It's tough. And the benefits we've seen, which is my favorite part. Just, I mean, we've seen so many great positive effects from decluttering and I... I'm excited to share them with you guys. Me too. I I think that's going to be the big takeaway today. So make sure you listen to the whole podcast. And at the end, we are definitely sharing some of the resources we have used to help us stay sane during the whole decluttering process. Yes, it can be very stressful to declutter. But I think at the end of the day, the benefits far outweigh the temporary stress. Isn't that right, sweetie? (laughs) Oh, she's just smiling away. So yes, you know? no, we, we we can't wait to share this stuff with you. Um, if you like this episode and find it beneficial, please give us a nice review, download, subscribe, share with a friend who might be dealing with some cluttering issues. Please. We'd love to help them out and share our experiences. But Jill, I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling grateful again. Ah. Uh. What are we grateful for? I know, I know. You never know what I'm going to (laughs) say. I really don't. So what are we grateful for this week? Today, I am grateful for snow days. Snow days? Particularly on the weekdays. And it's not because I'm missing work either. I was going to say, I'm the teacher, so I'm the one who gets to stay home. Yeah, you get to stay at home. I don't get to deal with traffic. Ah. So for those of you who don't know, I I work in Washington, D.C., but live closer to Baltimore. So a typical commute for me in the morning is about an hour and 15 to an hour and a half. And when we have a snow day here, the federal government shuts down, the schools shut down, and people stay at home. Not this guy. This guy goes into work, and it takes me 40 to 45 minutes to get there to downtown D.C., and it is beautiful. (laughs) Open road. I love it. So I am grateful for snow days. Good point. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. Uh, so for me today, I am grateful for my cast iron skillet. Ooh, I love your cast iron skillet. I usually don't like to highlight like specific material things because I know I'm all about experiences and people, but this is one item that I have that is a sentimental item, but it's also very functional for our family. Yes. It's the cast iron skillet that my mom used. So every time that I use it, I kind of think of my mom and that cooking experience Mm -hmm. that I would have with my mom. 
as well as it is like a frittata making machine. Oh, like yeah. it makes, it's the perfect size to make frittatas and it stays hot forever. And we just hosted breakfast the other day and I made a throw together frittata really easy, just through whatever was in our kitchen, refrigerator, <laughs> not yeah, everything yeah. in our kitchen. Um, threw some eggs in there, covered it, and then it stayed warm for like two hours. Yes. So well, we that, had some the other night too, and I, I came home later, and it was still warm when I got home. I think yes. you made it like at five o'clock, and I ate it at seven, and it was still warm. I didn't have to heat it up or anything. Like Brinner that. night is the best. Brinner night is awesome. for dinner. Mm. Yes. It's so easy. That's another thing to be grateful for. The right. genius that came up with Brenner. <laughs> Who did that? Yes. <laughs> Breakfast for dinner. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm grateful for the one cast iron skillet that I own because I only need one. And, and it's, it's not setting off the smoke detector anymore. It's we not. learned how to use it the right way. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, great. We're, we're grateful for a lot of things here. So, now we're going to dive into today's topic. And, again, we're hit, take, tackling decluttering. <laughs> Lucille's really excited about this topic, but, yeah. you know, one of the things that, you know, we like to do is, is kind of paint a picture of what we're going to talk about. And I think it's really like easy Bob to... Bob Ross picture with Bob happy Ross, trees? Yeah, happy trees, happy okay. clutter all over the place. So, you know, <laughs> are, are you coming home and the first thing you see is shoes by the door, Yep. coats hanging on the banister, mm. mail on the table, mm. the kitchen counters are overflowing with appliances. You know, is your closet, your dresser overflowing with clothes? Has your garage turned into one big storage unit like ours? Do you have trouble finding things around the house? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you just don't know where to start when it comes to decluttering? If you're answering yes to any of these questions, we can help out. And we're going to help by sharing our experiences with decluttering our house. That is a nice chaotic picture you just it's painted. It's very right? chaotic. Very visual. It was our life. It it absolutely was, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Absolutely. So, why why do you think, or when did we decide to start decluttering? What were some of the reasons why we started decluttering? Well, I think what first sparked me to start looking at our home and the stuff we own was when my grandparents passed away. Mm -hmm. When they passed away, it was relatively close, about a month, and I think I've already talked about that. They passed away within a month of each other, and it was a very difficult process because not only were we grieving about their passing, but we also had to help go through their house right, and decide what things to keep, what things to donate, what things to throw away. And you don't realize how much stuff somebody owns until you really open up drawers, closets, and I didn't realize how many places they could store things in right. their row home in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very skinny home, very deep, but it mm -hmm. had so many compartments that I had no idea about. Right. So just pulling out, I mean, years and years of things that they saved that I'd never seen right. in my whole lifetime being there. They never went into any of these closets. And just seeing, my mom did most of the going through the items, but just seeing the burden that it put on her, like, not only did she have to grieve, but she had to make really important decisions whether yeah. or not what to do with their things. And most of it, she couldn't decide right there because she was so overwhelmed. So a lot of it, she just spent lots of money on bubble wrap and boxes and just put things in boxes because mm -hmm. she couldn't make that decision right away. Right. And she spent weeks and weeks going through their home. And all I kept thinking was, if I die, when I die, I don't want anyone to have to go through this. I don't want to burden anyone with all of my stuff. Right. 
it's not necessary. I want people to celebrate my life and go on a trip and spread my ashes somewhere, have a party. <laughs> I, I don't want to spend weeks and weeks of somebody's time worrying about what to do with my things. Right. And again, at the end of the day, they are things. Oftentimes they are sentimental. It sparks memories of, of those people. History, yes. And it's tough. It's tough to let go of those things. And, and we'll cover how we've dealt with sentimental items a little bit later on here in the episode. And so a lot of that stuff ended up coming to the house here. Yes. At the time, I wasn't living in the house. You know, we were dating. Um, we weren't married yet. Um, so they ended up in the house. I believe there was also a storage unit that some of the items ended up in. And then, you know, we did get married in October of 2014. And so my stuff came into the house, too, because I was selling my house. We were combining yours and mine household. So I think it's important to note that I was living, I'm living in the house that I grew up in. And I was mm -hmm. living in it with my mom. We both were paying the mortgage after my dad and my mom separated. So after Nick and I got married, he sold his home in Baltimore. And he bought out my mom. And now we both own the house that I grew up in. So everything that was in the garage from my family and everything that came into the garage from my grandparents' home was pretty much all in the garage. Right. <laughs> garage. I don't know if I said that right, but we just it just kept accumulating. Mm -hmm. Like between my family history and then my grandparents' history, like it all just it had a nice little home. Yeah. And there. then there was also, you know, there was also the home in um, Pennsylvania. That yes, we my other grandparents' you know, home. That, that so we, their things came here. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It really accumulated quickly. It did. It did. But, you know, that's what family's for. We're here to to help out. We and, are. you know, it, it's not an easy process going through those things. Not at all. Um, but not in the beginning, at least. No. It does no. get easier. So that was one of the reasons why we started decluttering. And we did a good job at that point. But things, you know, kind of tapered away. So this was, you know, 2015-ish, I want to say, that we really started tackling that. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, we got comfortable again. You know, we would chip away at it every now and then, but didn't really put forth the effort that we did when we first started decluttering. But then we got some great news. I was pregnant. <laughs> wow, that was a wake-up call. Like, it we got to get our shit together, yes. man. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like, we can't have our shit in her room. Like, we have our shit in our room. We can't have more shit in another room. Like, if we can't fit our stuff in our bedroom, then we've, we've got issues. It, At least yeah. that's how I felt. No, it really helped us be more deliberate with the rooms and the purpose that they served. Mm -hmm. Like, we had that one room that it was just kind of like a hodgepodge of just stuff that was in there. Old computers, yeah. old dressers, like, just things that we weren't using. So, it really, knowing that I got pregnant and... We needed to have a space for her, her own bedroom. It just kind of helped us look at our rooms and say, okay, what purpose is this going to serve? Yes. Even downstairs in our communal areas, like what, do, what is the vision we have for our house? Like what is this room going to be used for? What is this room going to be used for? And that helped us make a lot, the decision making a lot easier when we knew that the purpose of the rooms were right. going to be. Right. But yeah, knowing that she was going to get stuff and we know she has grandparents and friends and family that love her, we were going to get a lot of stuff and we knew that and mm -hmm. we were prepared for that. So we made room for her things and we got rid of things that we didn't need anymore. So we would have space and the sanity to deal with all the things that she was going to get. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't want to be overwhelmed and stressed out with this accumulation of our stuff and her stuff. So I think it was nice that we kind of went through our stuff first to prepare for her stuff. coming. Exactly, in. exactly. So we did that. We got rid of some stuff. And then we're now at the point where we still... You know, we, we felt much better, but 
we still hadn't reached that point. And then Marie Kondo, who is the latest trend right now, she's, she's taking off. She's so cute. Um, <laughs> she kind of is getting us to that finish line. Now, we is our job done here? No. We still have some some things to declutter, but it's always a process. It's it just a process. gets easier and it takes up less time. But initially starting, it was very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can't get around that. You have to feel that overwhelm or else it's not going to like hit you that you have a problem and you need to fix it. <laughs> exactly. But she's given us these steps to really finalize and, and, and let go of maybe some of the clothes that we still were hanging on to mm-hmm. that, um, you know, as, as she would say, sparks joy. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it's sparking joy, but also having a purpose. Um, and, and, you know, ultimately we've gotten rid of so much stuff in just the last month after reading her book and starting to watch her next Netflix series. It's been great, but we still have work to do. We still have the garage. I still have the shed, you know, most of the stuff that ends up in the garage that we know that we're going to send to Goodwill or sell on Facebook marketplace or take to the dump. You know, we have to make those decisions and those decisions will be made shortly. We have everything we feel very confident and comfortable with the way our home is now. And it's taken us four years. This has been a four year process of simplifying and decluttering. And I think I finally feel at a place where it feels right. It's just the right amount of stuff for us. Right. I'm not overwhelmed. I feel calm and happy in my home. And I think the only place that kind of has that uncalm feeling is the garage. And, but I'm okay with that. It's kind of like limbo. It's, you know, we have to decide what to do with it, but I'm okay with limbo mm-hmm. because I know that eventually it's going to find a place. It just takes time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I am grateful that we have a garage that we can put those things in and mm-hmm. maybe one day our cars will go in there. That's the main goal is that our cars can fit in there, which would be fantastic. Three year and counting goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how like the American garage, I feel like is like a storage unit. It's yeah. not, it's rarely like there's not many homes that use it to put cars in right and that's just because we own so much stuff right well and and the storage industry is booming i mean you see new storage places popping up that's true all the time and you know i can see them as as if you're transitioning if you're Mm -hmm. between houses or but if you can't fit your stuff into your house into your home then what's its purpose? Why why are you hanging on to it? Yeah. Um. I, I see. No. I see the benefit in some storage units, but long term, I don't see it as a long term solution for anybody. I mean, no. you know, they they cost a lot of money. Um. Oftentimes, when they don't get paid, then you lose your stuff anyway. It goes off to auction, and and you lose all your stuff. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. No. It's 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 crazy. But you know, I, I see the purpose for a short term period, but if you can't fit it in your house. Then, then why have it? That's but Plus, again, that's a question you, don't that want you have to answer else yourself. Having to go through that, like, right? Something could happen to you tomorrow, and someone else is going to have to deal with all that stuff. So why not start today, make a change today, so that you have peace of mind for the people that you mm-hmm. care about, that they don't have to worry about that and feel that burden and overwhelm of going through your stuff, right? But I think it's important that we talk about the initial steps, kind yes, of like yes. breaking down. Now I know why. We decided yes. to declutter. Let's tell you a little bit, how, you know, some of the steps that we took. So I think the first thing we did, and, and this was one of the things that we saw earlier on, was, you know, we started seeing our house with fresh eyes. And we realized that we just have too much stuff. 
We had duplicates of things. We had stuff that we're never going to use. We had things that we hung on to because we felt guilty because we got them as gifts. Right. Right. And and if you guys want to hear more about gifts, we talk about that in episode two on gift giving and receiving. So (laughs) if you haven't checked that one out, it's a good episode. It's one of my favorites. So first thing we we, we did was we we saw our house with fresh eyes and realized that we needed to, to make a change there. So for you and I, I think because we have a shared household, you know, it's not just you and I here, um, your sister-in-law is, or my sister-in-law, your sister's here. And there was a point where your mom was here for a little bit after we bought the house. Um, and she's over here all the time because she's, you know, Lucille's uh, nanny. Full-time care. Full-time care. <laughs> Caregiver. <laughs> she, she's amazing. We can't thank her enough for that. Thanks, mom. But our first step was going through our own belongings. Yes, I think that's important that if you do want to declutter, to just go through your own things. Try not to go through anybody else's stuff because that's when the (laughs) problems start. Yes. And I know it's tempting to want to help others and do it for them. But believe me, people don't want to be changed. They want to change themselves. So the only thing you can do is start with your own things. And that's exactly what we did. We started with our clothes, our closets, Mm -hmm. our shoes. And we just went through our belongings in our bedroom mostly for the yeah. first the first part. Our pillows. <sighs> the I'm bringing pillows. up the pillows. Oh my goodness! So for those of you who don't know, Jill leaves in the house leaves the house earlier than I do. She has to be at work by what seven? I'm in early school, so yeah, school day starts at seven thirty. So I get up after her, and so one of the things that she loves is a freshly made bed. It just makes me feel super. Productive. Even if it. I'm not the one who makes it, just coming home and seeing it made, it just like, mm, yeah. I get this warm, fuzzy feeling. So I make the bed for her. And mm-hmm. we used to have all these, I don't even want to call them decorative pillows, but you know, they were. They, They're there for decoration there because for they decoration. make the bed look cozy. I mean, a lot of women can probably relate to me. When you see four or five like cute, pl- fluffy pillows on the bed, it just makes your bedroom look, hmm. This bed looks super warm and cozy. I just want to snuggle up on that. (laughs) But my thing was, you know, I'm making the bed in the morning. It was fine. We had three pillows. It wasn't in a... It wasn't overwhelming. Yeah, and it wasn't overwhelming at all. But we're not a model home. We don't have people walking through our bedroom every day and saying, ooh, this bed looks really comfy. I want a leg in it. It's like I was trying to show off for people who never came in our bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Usually the only time people come in our bedrooms, we have people over and we throw the coats on the bed. True. (laughs) But even so, I'm the one going up and down the stairs getting their coat. So, you know, Jill one day came to the realization is like, we don't need pillows on the bed. We put them down. We don't use. We put them back up the bed. We take (laughs) them back off the bed. We put them back on the bed. Do we ever actually use them? No. No. So it took me a while to realize that. And I was like, yeah. You came around. I was like, Nick makes the bed Monday through Friday. I'm going to make that a lot easier for him. And uh, I'm just going to kindly let these pillows go and. Let them find a new home. Absolutely. Someone who's going to use them. And we are podcasting in our bedroom because it's one of the areas that doesn't have a lot of echo in the house. And I'm currently looking at our bed and it has not been made. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's so my fault. Strike I think against I'm us. the one no, who makes okay. it on the weekend. No, I got up. I was the second one up, so it should have been me. But I digress. But yeah, we started with our bedroom first, went through our clothing, shoes, you know, got rid of things we didn't wear, yeah. things that didn't bring us joy as Marie Kondo would say and And we didn't know it at the time like we just we got rid of it because it didn't bring us joy but we didn't consciously I don't think we were conscious about that you know it was just like 
Yeah, I'm not using this. We anymore. were mindful, I wasn't, but I wasn't, yeah. we hadn't read her book yet and really like held each piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, what do I wear and what don't I wear? Right. And I will say that we, I think when you have less space or when you have to share a space, it helps you be more intentional of what you want to keep and helps you really narrow down what to let go yes. because we do share a very small walk-in closet. Yeah. If you could call it, it a walk-in closet. Yeah, I don't closet. even know if we, I mean, we can walk in it, but I mean, it. it feels like the walls are collapsing in on you. Yeah. So it's a very <laughs> small closet and I previously had a large closet to myself and I had a very large dresser. And when we got married and moved in together, you know, we had to share one closet and having a limited amount of space really helped force me and motivate me to like, listen, I need to get rid of some more things. I really don't need all of these clothes. Right. So I will say having less space was a really great motivator for me to just really be intentional of what to keep, what not to keep. Definitely. And we share, now we share half the closet. Oh yeah. It, it's definitely 50, 50, and we each have our own dressers. That's and... all we have one dresser and we share half the closet. Yep. And that's it. That's all we need. Our clothes are not anywhere else in the house. We have both our summer, our seasonal clothes are, are there. Like there's nothing in boxes or anything like that. No. It's all in the closet or in our drawers. That's never it's happened. Crazy. And because we're in Maryland and we have four seasons, I understand. Like I used to have Fall's seasonal. two weeks. <laughs> I used to have seasonal clothes like put away. But right. it's so weird knowing that there is nothing in storage. Nothing. My shorts are in my dresser. But yeah. that's only because. I mean, I didn't have that many clothes, but once I learned the art of folding a little bit better, mm-hmm. thanks to Marie Kondo, <laughs> I had space in my drawers to fit my shorts. So now there is nothing in storage. Yeah. I have all four seasons of clothes out, which has never happened in my entire life. Right. And I feel really sexy about that. I love it. I've actually got space in my drawers that I can actually add more clothes if I wanted to, but you know me, I shop for clothes once in a blue moon. Yeah. Like, that's just me. I, I buy shoes every three years and I wear them, you know, down to, to, you know, when they're breaking. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have room for more clothes so I we can, I can even downsize the size of my dresser if I ever wanted to, but it doesn't yeah. take up much space. So I think space, space is good. I think a lot of people think if they see empty space, they have to fill it. Right. But you know, there's a lot of beauty in space, like in museums, mm-hmm. you see art, and you see a lot of wide open space. Yes, because you want to focus. Exactly. It yeah. makes the art look that much more special. Yes. So having space is okay. Empty space in your home, in your drawers, in your cabinets is so beautiful. You don't have to fill everything. Absolutely. And so, you know, after we went through our own belongings, uh, you know, kind of moved things forward, you know, then we went into the shared spaces. So we looked at bathrooms, kitchen, um, kind of went room by room, which is not what Marie Kondo kind of advocates, but that worked that's for what us. worked we for did. us at the time. And so the bathrooms, we we ended up remodeling both of our bathrooms up here. And that up really helped upstairs, us. And that helped us get rid of, you know, yeah. unnecessary things, even though I feel like we have more storage now in our bathroom because we the way we, we changed the vanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, we had to pull everything out anyway. So it gave us a chance, oh, we're not using this anymore. So we, we tossed, you know, what we didn't need. Um, the kitchen, I want to say one of the cool things about our kitchen is we do have some open shelves. We took some of the cabinet doors. I wouldn't call them open shelves. I call them open cabinets. Well, that's what I meant. They were cabinets and we just took off the doors. But that forces us to keep those areas decluttered too. So our plates are stacked really nicely. Our Mm -hmm. bowls are stacked nicely. 
We have a nice bin for all of our Tupperware that you don't even see the Tupperware. Um, you know, our spices are lined up nicely. Like it's just forced us to make sure that those spaces are decluttered because it's visual, you know, it, everyone can see it's it when on they show, walk in. Yeah. It's on show. And I will say that I know we did the bathrooms together and, I, and it was beneficial pooling everything out yes. and seeing everything with fresh eyes and be like, do I need this? Do I not need this? And I will say the bathroom was definitely a joint effort for both of us because we both share those products. Mm -hmm. But with the kitchen, I feel like because I'm, I use it more Yes. and because I'm the main chef in the home, I feel like I maybe took the lead a little bit more You did. You because did. I'm the one who's mostly in there. Not that. I don't get help from you or my sister, but I definitely took the lead in decluttering the kitchen because I'm the one that's in there the most. Yes. So I felt like it was my responsibility. It's my little workspace to do what I want. But then I made sure to include you guys like this is where this is. So you guys knew where everything mm -hmm. was. That way, if you're ever in the kitchen, everything had a place and you are aware of it. Well, and somebody who does the dishes in the house because you cook dinner, Thank you, which sir. I <laughs> always appreciate. Um, it's also forced you to use less when preparing meals. So you're not creating as many dishes for me too. So, yeah, so much appreciated. I will say keeping in mind that I'm not the one who does the dishes. I try to be very intentional about how many spatulas or, or um, pans that I use. And I try to make it as simple as possible. So that way my husband's not burdened with all of this shit he's got to clean. <laughs> I don't want him to have a big mess. And I will say when I went through my kitchen, I didn't realize how many double I had of everything. I had or even triple. double ladles, um, double whisks. Yeah, even triple. And I was like, why do I have multiple ones of these? And I think it's mostly because I grew up with that. Mm -hmm. My mom had many of the same tools. Did we use them all? No, but that's what I was used to. And I thought that that's what the norm was. Right. And then I just kind of like hit me like I don't need two of these. Like, it just takes up space. I don't need two of these egg separators or, you know, any any kind of tool. So just freeing my cabinet space of those things was just fantastic. It made being in the kitchen calmer for me. It made wanting to cook a lot more, more, a lot more exciting. And I know it's probably made it less chaotic for you when you're in there and you're putting away dishes. And if you need to cook, if you you have to if it's an emergency situation <laughs> i will say you cook Man. a mean breakfast sandwich and a breakfast scramble but you're limiting me just to breakfast well come on jill i'm sorry you do make pizzas yes <laughs> there we go but yeah i will say so the common areas we did together except mm -hmm. for some of the main places where i was mostly in there but so the living room the dining room we did together yeah and we just thought of the purpose i think we said what is this room going to be used for and when Lucille was coming, we said, you know, we're in this room all the time. We need space for her toys. This is where she's probably going to play. Yeah. So we need to make space for bringing her toys in so she can play here. Yeah. And I think that's another episode that we need to tackle is making a place kid-friendly rather than kid-safe. Kid-proof. Yeah, kid-proof mm -hmm. or whatever. And I think Kid-accessible. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so I, I definitely want to tackle that in a, in a future episode. But yeah. that was our intentional thinking of, you know, how we need to set up the place and what we need to get rid of in order to bring in things for her. Mm -hmm. So then after we tackled some of the shared spaces, the last things that we've done is the linen closet, the garage, um, the basement. We have a little storage place under our stairs and we've gotten rid of some stuff there. 
the linen closet we tackled twice. The first time was getting rid of unnecessary sheets we had, like, um, and towels. We had oh, it was ridiculous. Sets of sheets. I mean, we even had like twin sheets in there. We don't even have twin beds anymore. I mean, we used to have bunk beds back in the day, but there was, I guess, when you constantly are adding things to your closet, you never actually look at the closet and take everything out. And be like, what right. is in here that I haven't been using in years? Exactly. So just taking everything out was like. Why do I have so many pillowcases? This one doesn't even have a match. And that kind of bothers me a little bit. <laughs> oh, it would bother me Where too. Where's its friend? Where's its partner? <laughs> but yeah, we, we did the linen closet twice. You know, we cut down on it. But then, you know, the final step was, you know, having Marie Kondo's, you know, again, uh, we keep referencing her, but she's been a big influence. Just on, tweaking it. Yeah, just tweaking it. So For the final stages. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the things that we really have left to tackle are we have some things that we're still getting rid of on Facebook marketplace. Um, we have a big table in the basement that we're going to get rid of. And then there's still so large our staging area out in the yeah, garage, you know, where we have furniture as mm-hmm. well. Um, so those are things that we're actively trying to, to get rid of. And then once the weather gets a little bit nicer, um, you know, we're recording this podcast in January. So maybe end of March, early April is when I'm going to Marie Kondo, the garage and the shed. Because I feel like those are the last two areas that we really need to tackle. And I will say when it comes to deciding what furniture to keep, as you're decluttering each room and realizing the purpose it's going to serve, you realize that, you know, I got rid of all these decorative dishes in the dining room. Why do I need this buffet or this display case if I'm getting rid of everything in there? Like my mom had a fancy dining room. Did we ever use the antique Diningware that was stored in there? Never. No. So that made that decision easier to get rid of that large piece of furniture. So as you're decluttering and thinking about the vision or the purpose of your home and the room, it makes it a lot easier to decide which pieces of furniture to keep and what pieces of furniture to kindly let go to find a new home to right. be used. Well, and I think you bring up a good point, especially with antiques, things that have been in the family for a long time. And let's talk a little bit about Sentimental items. sentimental items and I don't want to say getting rid of sentimental items but finding good homes for sentimental items um, I think is the key you know particularly things that still have a purpose or can bring joy to, to other people what did you do when when you came across something sentimental and how were you able to move along from it so for me I think Getting rid of them is tough, but I had to realize that the item wasn't a memory. My memories are in me. Right. And that made it a little bit easier. There were certain things that I wanted to keep as decoration purposes, and we don't have a lot of decorations. No. But we have a limited amount of space to show those, and it's like two shelves. So I think having a limited amount of space like forces you that I can only keep this amount of sentimental items if I wanted to display them. Right. Like I have these vintage cameras and this picture that I got from my grandmother that I definitely wanted to keep. But a lot of other things, it just didn't, it didn't need to be here. It it just made me feel overwhelmed if it was here because it's mm-hmm. like, where am I going to store it? Where am I going to keep well, it? And most of the time they're sitting in boxes and they don't yes. see the light of day. We're holding on to things that, I guess, you know, that are sentimental to the, you know, family history and whatnot. They may bring up memories, but the end of the day we're storing those memories in a box in in a garage somewhere and you know it's not fair to that item yeah it's almost <laughs> like treating your items like a pet you know you want them to have love and care and affection and attention and 
if they're stored in a box somewhere, they're not getting that. No. You need to let them go and be free mm-hmm. and thank them for the purpose they serve in that time of your life. But you just need to let them go and find a new home. And I know selling them at yard sales and Facebook Marketplace, it's helped us let go of more sentimental items because we get to meet the new owner of that sentimental item. Right. And they're actually going to use them. It's not just going to sit there. Mm-hmm. And that makes that process so much easier when you do get to find them a home and let them go and see that they're going to be cared for and used and not just sit somewhere and not get cared for. That's kind of like the Hummels that we talked about in the very first episode on Young Simple Living. Mm -hmm. We, it was a sentimental item for the family and we were able to find somebody who would treasure them as much as your grandmother did. And that made them let them go so much easier for me and my mother. So just because it doesn't have a place in your life anymore doesn't mean it doesn't have a place for somebody else. And you just need to find that person. And if you can't find that person, then be strong enough to say, you know what, I'm going to donate it and it's going to find a home. Just have that yeah. hope that it's going to be in somebody's hands that it's going to use it. Because um, I'll tell you, at the end of the day, the burden will be lifted. You know, having clutter around the house and just having, just seeing it, you don't, it's always in the back of your mind. You you might not think about it, you know, consciously, but it's there and, and it's a source it's of stress. Space. It's taking up space. Physical space, mental space, emotional space. Absolutely. Um, I will say another thing that kind of helps me decide what items to keep is if there's a sentimental item that I'm going to use, then I absolutely keep it. For example, my cast iron skillet. It is a sentimental item that my mom handed down to me and I use it a lot. And I know we actually got a rocker that was from my grandparents Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was kind of beaten up, but my mom got it reupholstered and that was a sentimental item because my grandmother, you know, fed my mom and that breastfeeding, it's like a breastfeeding rocker. So (laughs) my grandmother fed my mother, my mother fed me in that rocker and my mom gave it to me and, you know, she's handed me down a lot of things, but I don't keep everything. You know, I tell her, I'm like, mom, you know, this isn't going to I'm not going to use it. I want to find it a good home because I want it to be used. But the rocker, that was an item I knew that I could use. And we got it reupholstered and we made it brand new. And I use it all yeah. the time for We Lucille. found a purpose for it. And we use it every day. Mm-hmm. So I every think day. determining, you know, if you're actually going to use it, then absolutely keep it if, if it's going to be used. If not, then just, you know, thank, thank it for what it's done and find it a good home. Yes. So that's sentimental items. I know it's 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 difficult. It's, it's easier, easier said, said than done. Yeah, yes. Yeah, easier said than done. But you can do it. You just have to be strong. You'll always have those memories with with the the folks who you know gave you those items. Yeah. And you know, just make sure you hold on to those. Oh, I wanted to mention one more thing. Sure. So, one sentimental item that I kept going through and I kept keeping, and finally I let it go were my yearbooks. Oh yeah. My high school and elementary school yearbooks actually. I kept going through them and then they would be in a drawer somewhere and I'd go through them and be like, no, I'm going to keep them. You know, one day I'll show them to Lucille. We'd put them somewhere else. We'd go through the drawer. No, I'll keep them. One day I'll show them to Lucille. Then I thought about it. It's this one by one picture of me (laughs) in this giant book. book. Why am I saving this tiny little picture of me in this giant book, just to show Lucille, I have tons of photos of me when I was a kid. And they're nicely in albums. Mm-hmm. So why do I have to save my yearbook? Right. It just kind of seems silly to me. And I know some people maybe have a lot more photos of them if they were in sports and all this extracurricular stuff. And they're like, oh, I I want to I want to save this. That is 
you do you. But I just kept thinking, even like our high school yearbooks are probably like an inch and a half thick. Right. We had a big school we went to. Yeah. A lot of people. And there's just one tiny picture of me in my yearbook. And I'm like, why am I saving this gigantic yearbook? Right. And I don't even look at it. The only time I look at it is when I'm going through drawers. And then I keep putting it aside thinking I'm going to use it. Yeah. I can recall one time looking at my parents' yearbook when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. That was cool. But, I mean, it was for a few minutes. And they then... have so many photos of them that you could yeah. see what they look like when exactly. they were in high school. Exactly. Uh, so I think... And photography now yeah. is just insane. I mean, yes. we take hundreds of pictures a day on our phone. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. So yearbooks will be phased out one day. <laughs> I do think one... Another tip to help us get rid of sentimental items was thinking, if I ever had the notion like, oh, one day I'll use it. As soon as I think that, I never use it. Like, that's what I've noticed. Mm -hmm. I would say that in the beginning, like, I'd open up a drawer and be like, oh, you know what? Someday I'm going to use that. And I would hold on to it. And then I would find it somewhere else. One day I'm going to use it. I realized that if I'm ever saying one day I'm going to use it, the chances are 99% of the time, I'm never going to use it. Never. So that's kind of like a rule I keep in my head. If I am about to say that, I need to kindly let it go because it's not going to be used. Nope. Find it a good home. Absolutely. Give it some love. <laughs> and I will do an episode on Facebook Marketplace and let go and, and some You're places. You're pro at that. Yeah, it's getting good. Just sold a and snowboarding jacket yesterday. Yeah, we're finding good homes for yeah. things. We're making some extra money. It's like a nice and little side nice hustle. People. Yes. That is so surprising. But yeah, that's definitely another, another episode. Absolutely. So... Now that we've decluttered and, you know, it's it's an ongoing process, we're, we're almost there. What are some of the benefits that you've seen personally, Jill, as a result wow. of decluttering? I know it's an open-ended it's a question. And it's a lot. I have like a laundry list. Let's do it. Let um, them have it. A better marriage. We save money. Less cleaning. I'm motivated to cook more. Hosting and parties at our house are way less stressful. I have more confidence in making decisions. I feel like I'm more creative when I have less things to work with. And I'm realizing that I don't need to have everything to be happy. Uh, that sums it up for me. But yeah, I, just to kind of expand on some of those points, you know, we had some friends over for um, a breakfast the other week. And, you know, we didn't do any cleaning Friday night. We, we kind of, we talked about yeah, this in the last episode. We did, but it was very easy. Like it took us literally a half an hour in the morning to clean up. So they were, they came over, you know, around nine, nine 30. We get up in the morning, you know, between six 30 and seven, just depending on Lucille. But we got up, we had a cup of coffee said, okay, let's get the cleaning. We were done in a half an hour and that's including vacuuming, you know, doing the downstairs bathroom and then just some, that- some some small items that were just laying around. I mean, it was super easy. And it feels calming knowing that if we ever have pop-ins, like, hey, we're dropping by in like 15 minutes. We're not scrambling around trying to get our crap together. It's like, no, we'll pick up this. We'll pick up that. We're good. Absolutely. We're not like running around with our heads cut off. Like, oh my God, our house is a mess. (laughs) We can't show off our house like this. You know, people are going to judge us. It's like, oh, we we got it under control now. And I will say now that we've started doing some of the Marie Kondo methods is that, you know, when I get home and, you know, if I change clothes, um, you know, I immediately fold my clothes the way that she teaches you to fold the clothes and put it back in the drawer. Mind blowing. Like I, I used to be the guy who came, came home threw the clothes on the floor 
And sometimes I'll have the clothes that I wear every day and just kind of laying on the floor because, well, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I can easily pick that up and put it away. But I don't have like a pile of clothes on the floor of either dirty or clean clothes that I don't know which is which. Mm-hmm. And I want to put stuff away now just because I can see the benefit. Everything of, has a yeah, place. Everything having a place. It's motivating to just get it done. Um, so there's just been so many benefits. And like I said, you know, doing dishes now is easier. Um, it's allowing us to spend more time planning for podcasts or, you know, more time with Lucille planning vacations, planning vacations, which we can't wait to go on a couple this year, mm-hmm. Copenhagen. And because we both are calmer and, you know, we feel good about being home. Mm-hmm. We're not stressed out and taking it out on each other. No, you know, we no. get along. It's a very stressful you know, life we live here. It is. And when you're not overwhelmed, you you want to treat people really well and you want to have more patience with people. So our marriage is, I mean, I think our marriage is fantastic. It's great. Because we're not, no we're not fighting about who's going to clean this, who's going to clean that. We have more time for date nights. We have more time for sex. Oops. Uh, <laughs> we, yep. <laughs> It just, you know, it just makes our relationship that much better because we don't have anything to complain about. No. And we communicate. I think we've talked about communication a lot in in the past episodes and communicating our desire to declutter and, you know, sharing that experience together and and reading the book together, watching the show on Netflix together. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, it's and we motivate each other like. I'll see you start decluttering and I'm like, shit, I'm going ahead and I'm going to start doing that too. You know, it's, we motivate each other. So I want to thank you for that and let you know that I'm grateful for you (laughs) and the things that we do together, including decluttering. And I, as far as like the benefit of saving money, I mean, when you get rid of so many things, you realize like, why did I buy all these things? Mm -hmm. And it makes you more intentional about when you do buy things. Absolutely. When you see so many things go out of your home it just makes you that much more conscious. Like, wow, I was like mindlessly just picking up decorations because I thought they were cute at Target or buying like even extra food. Like, oh, I, I might need this. It just makes you that much more intentional. Of, Do I really need this? Is it going to be used? You know, is it worth my time cleaning? Yeah. Do I need to buy five things of mouthwash <laughs> and store that somewhere? No, just get it when you need it. Exactly. You don't have to buy in bulk. Like no. we never were a buy in bulk kind of family. No, we 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 don't and do the Costco or Sam's Club or we BJ's don't. or anything like we just that. Buy as we need, and actually makes me more sane because I don't have to find a place to store all of the stuff that we think. Oh, it's a good deal. Yes, there's deals all the time. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a good deal. A good deal. There's always going to be a sale. There's always going to be you know that special. The next best thing. Yeah. You know. It's yeah. just ways to get you to get things, and it works most of the time with people. But now we're looking at it like, ha. Huh, we don't need you. Fooled you. <laughs> Fooled you. Um, but yeah, so saving money has been a really big benefit. Yes. Yeah. And we're putting it, all the money that we're making Paying off of debt. Facebook uh, Marketplace is that's going to our vacations. Like we, we said, this is where that money's going. But because we're not bringing in other things into the house, yes, that money is now being reallocated to, to paying off some of our debt. Check out episode four, Budgeting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as far as less cleaning, I mean, I had this aha moment that I didn't have to have a decoration on every single shelf dresser. <laughs> like, 
I grew up the kid full of knickknacks. Like my grandmother would buy me knickknacks all the time and I had shelves and dressers full of them. And it, that's probably why I never dusted or just let it accumulate until it was like disgusting. It's hard as hell to dust when you have a million things on oh a dresser. Oh my gosh. You and can't just like, pull it up. Yeah. yeah. Why do I, this decoration really is not sentimental. It doesn't bring back any memory. It doesn't give me joy. I got rid of so many decorations mm-hmm. that I thought I needed to make my home look like a model home in a magazine. Yeah. But then thinking about it, I'm the one who has to take care of it. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who has to dust it. So then I just started getting rid of things all of, off of our dresser. And dusting is like a breeze. It's very easy. It's so easy. And it was never like that growing up. Well, and, and kind of going back to things on dressers, one of the things that we've done in our house is we have a picture wall. And it's just one wall that has pictures and artwork on it. Um, we may have a couple other pictures throughout the house, but it's really easy to clean them because we don't have a million pictures on any given piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. So that also helps us. Yeah, I, we got clean. rid of like there's really no knickknacks at all. No. There might be some candles that I have to pick up in the bathroom to clean, but essentially there's not there is nothing like cluttering our countertops, our tables, our dressers, our shelves. It's it makes cleaning. So less overwhelming. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) But now we're going to get into the quote of the day. If Jill has it up on her phone. The quote of the day. Wait, weren't we supposed to do resources first? Oh, I jumped (laughs) ahead of myself. I am so sorry, folks. You're going to the finish line. I'm going to the finish line. (laughs) But yes, we want to offer some resources. Obviously, we've talked about Marie Kondo through the entire episode. Mm -hmm. So check her out on... Netflix. She's got a series called Tidying Up. Which I'm sure everybody already knows. Yes, absolutely. But I will say, but if you don't know about it, check her out. I will say, maybe spend less time watching it and more time actually doing it. Take so, action, folks. Yes. If you watch an episode, then get off your patootie and get up and actually start doing some of the stuff they're doing. Don't sit there and watch the whole season. And then all that time is spent watching it instead of actually doing it. Right. So watch an episode, then do something. Watch another episode, do something. So actually... Put into action what she's teaching you. Do it! <laughs> as far as another resource... That was a Shia LaBeouf. What is that from? It's just an internet video. Oh, gosh. Yes. I just pictured him from Even Stevens. Oh. Sorry. That's real <laughs> We're bantering here. Um, Apologies, okay. folks. Another resource um, is from Simplifying the Everyday. She is a mama and she's actually a professional organizer. Check her out on Instagram at Simplifying the Everyday. She had some really great tips, very simple tips for helping with decluttering and keeping the kitchen just nice. Spick and span. Spick and span. So one of her tips is respecting the countertop. And I like that. Respect the countertop. You want to make most of your kitchen clear, clean. Mm -hmm. So... If you have appliances that you use, like toasters, blenders, don't make their home the countertop. Make their home into a cabinet and put them away. Absolutely. And And if you're decluttering, you should be able to find space for your appliances. Yes. And as far as mail, I know it can accumulate paper, magazines. You know, we recycle every advertisement we get. Get rid of that shit. We immediately recycle advertisements and we have mail slots that we put our mail in. So we have these... It doesn't take up that much space. I kind of want to eliminate those anyway, because what are we keeping, really? Like, True. We, They're not essential. Yeah, They're not important. All of our bills now are electronic. We, you know, I, I get electronic notifications and all that. And we're paying off all our bills. so Less paper. Sh- yeah, less paper. <laughs> um, so I, I eventually want to get rid of those. But you can keep it in a nice, neat 
area if you have like bins, which we do in, in, in one of our areas in the house, so that we don't have paper all over the place or mail on the on the table. Like yes. it comes in, we immediately recycle the advertisements, advertisements coupons, and things everything. That, yeah. It and just makes us want to buy more. The important stuff goes in our bins and you know, we try to go through them every week and get rid of the ones that we really don't need. So yeah, just respecting your countertops in your kitchen. The second tip she had was just getting rid of unnecessary packaging, which I actually just started doing. So for example, we buy Lara bars and some, I think Annie's fruit snacks and just taking it out of the boxes and finding a little basket to put them in. It saves room in your cabinets. It's less bulky and you can actually have a better idea of what you have. So you're Mm -hmm. not questioning how many do I have in that box? It's yeah, you, you see, you got see two everything. Left. Yeah. So then it's like, oh, hey, I need to buy more instead of, you know, I'm not sure if I have more. Let me pick up another box. Or so, you have a box that's only one's gone and then you're like, oh, I need to buy another box. But you've already got a full box. Yeah. Like just buying clear containers to put in like your nuts, your oatmeal, your baking supplies so you can visibly see what you have. And it looks aesthetically pleasing. I yeah. mean, we want a clean kitchen, but we also want a kitchen that's pleasing to the eye. Absolutely. So that's another nuts. great tip. Did I say What's wrong with saying nuts? I'm a kid. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, And the last tip she had was if you have something that is like a special gadget that can only be used for one thing, I want you to question, do you actually need to keep it? For example, we used to have an egg white separator. We used to have a mango cutter. Or maybe you have a melon ball scooper. These tools can only be used for one thing. Scooping melon balls. Do you really need that specific tool? Is there another tool that you already have that can do the job? For example, I really didn't need my mango cutter. First off, I think we had a mango face, but we don't eat mangoes that often. But I could use a knife. I don't need a specific cutter specifically for mangoes that's kind of bulky to take up space. I don't need an egg white separator. I can just... Use the eggshells. Use the eggshells. Like... When you have less tools, it helps you be more creative with the tools you have and to use them in multiple ways. Absolutely. For example, our mason jars. Yeah. They're used as storing things. They're used as our cups when we drink water. Mm -hmm. They're used for overnight oats. We use them for a lot of things. Mason jars are awesome. Right? And for moonshine. No, we don't drink (laughs) Um, We also got rid of my giant spiralizer. I paid like 150 bucks for this huge spiralizer because I saw it on Instagram and everybody was using it. And I'm yep. like, I have to have this come to find out. I had this little Vegetti all along that does the same thing. Yeah. And it's way less easier to clean. It's like maybe four inches long. Yeah. Easy to store, easy to store. And I was like, I, I never using my spiralizer. I used it once cause it was a pain in the butt to clean. Yep. And I, you know, I said, you know, I may have spent a lot of money on this, but it's causing me more stress than anything. So I think we sold it's it on the box. It, we, yeah. yeah, we sold it on Facebook Marketplace for probably like 20 bucks, 20 bucks. And it, that's another thing you learn when getting rid of things is that you're going to have to learn that just because you paid a lot of money for it. You're you're not going to get that money back, guys. So that makes you more intentional right. when you do buy in the future. So absolutely. I was I just had to say, OK, I'm never going to get that money back. hundred dollar mistake. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And. Just because you see something fancy on Instagram doesn't mean you have to have it. Just look around your house. You may have something that you can use already to do the same job. So special gadgets, see you later. I don't need you. You do one thing, I don't need you. I got tools that can do multiple things. Holler. So those are the three tips. Wonderful. From her. And we will put her Instagram handle and her website on the show notes. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful.
Right. So, so now, now are we good for the quote of the day? The finish line here is here we are. Now. We're at the finish line. Just here, rushing this podcast, but man. Check out this quote of the day. Quote of the day. The quote of the day is from Marie Kondo, and we've been referencing her so much in this podcast episode. I hope she shouts out. <laughs> um, and this is from her book, Truly Precious Memories Will Never Vanish, Even If You Discard the Objects Associated With Them. Lovely. And our take action from this episode, from this quote of the day is, let the past go so you can make room for living your present life. You can let go and still keep memories. They're not going anywhere, guys. They are in you. They're not in your stuff. And um, if you need a visual to think about, like you, high school graduation cap, I'm, I have to say I held that for a while. Yeah. You can't hold physically your high school graduation cap and hold your new baby at the same time. You're going to have to let go of your past to make room for space for new things in your arms, in your hands, in your life. Wonderful. So that's a little that visual representation honey. for you. you know? I'm visualizing it right now. <laughs> I've got two beautiful blue eyes staring right at me. She did She did great. She, she fell asleep, she bit. behaved, and now she wants to talk. So let go, guys, so you can live it up more. Wonderful. <laughs> So we want to thank everybody for listening today. We hope that we are able to help you start your journey for decluttering. If you don't know where to start, just do it, guys. Just do just it. Start. Just start taking action. And I will tell you. you the benefits will be amazing. Absolutely amazing. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. See you later, guys. Peace. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you like today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.